Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee here. Today we are hitting a Kill 'Em All song, Jump in the Fire. One of the things that I found, one of the things that I was always interested in when I started this Alpha Metallica project, crazy sort of demented mission here to <laughs> document every song. You know, I've been listening to a fuck ton of Metallica on top of all the Metallica I'd listened to before, which was a lot, but you know, again, quite young, I guess, comparatively, so still still, still not enough. But um, I've often thought, how are my tastes going to change? What, what things throughout the course are going to become delectable to me, going to become irresistible? And one of those things is Kill 'Em All. I've never not rated Kill 'Em All, to be honest. I just hadn't outwardly probably listened to it extensively as I had uh, for this listening, to my shame. But uh, yeah, every song that we've tackled so far from. Uh you know, Anesthesia and Four Horsemen and Hit the Lights. They've been treats to revisit, and I think I've been heaping the praise on, and it's going to continue here with uh, Jump in the Fire. So, again, please support the show, Metallica Pod. Uh, you know, we're on Patreon. Uh, iTunes leave a review there, that sort of stuff, subscribe. Ever, it's not just myself, it's a guest. Jim is here today from Atlanta, Georgia. Jim, how are you, sir? Pretty good. Hey, Tom. It's uh, good to have you on. Thanks, yeah. Good to be on. You know, a kind of older fan, right? I mean, you, you speak yeah. about... when. Where does it start for you, then? What's the first taste of Metallica? Well, to be honest, I don't remember the exact time I first heard Metallica, like most of your listeners do, but it was when Ride the Lightning came out. Got into Ride the Light, you know, but it kind of swept away everything else we were into. Uh, you know, we were into Maiden, Judas Priest, mm. but, you know, Metallica, it was just something else. You know, back then, what was the Maiden stuff you were listening to? Because I've been listening to a lot of Maiden recently as well. Is that oh, like... Peace of Mind. I love Peace of oh, Mind. Oh, my God. Yeah. Peace of Mind, you know, Number of the Beast. Uh, yeah, those are, my, those are my two favorites. But, you know, I mean, Maiden is amazing. They're amazing. But Metallica, yeah. they came out of nowhere. They got four albums full of basically no filler songs. I mean, mm. the songs that we might look back on and think are filler are amazing songs. <laughs> yeah. it, they're an amazing band. <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> yeah. That, so, so you you said the first four then, not the first five, curiously. Uh, well, if we want to go into that now, yeah. Um, mm. I am one of those guys that kind of, you know, like the the other podcast calls the truths. <laughs> I, I'm not as as vicious as they're as they're saying they all are, but uh, I was one of those guys that when um, I mean it was just every album was just amazing. Master of Puppets. I remember just getting Master of Puppets. I hadn't heard a single song. Put it on. I have oh. my big headphones on, and I'm sitting there, <laughs> and my dad's stereo and the LPs turning, and just utterly blown away. Yeah. Battery. And then followed up by a master of puppets. Mm. Just, I just, I completely remember that moment. I don't remember Ride the Lightning for some reason, but master of puppets totally remember that. And you know, then and then Justice comes out, and it's the most aggressive album in the world. But then I don't know, and it's it's me. But black, um, the black album came out, and it was just kind of an obvious turn to commercial. And I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't. Um, it's fine they did that you know they mm. did what they wanted to do but it, it wasn't for me at the time and at the time i just i kind of freaked out and i listened to uh i heard the first couple songs and i listened to 30 30 seconds of each song out of the tape and then i pulled the tape out of my tape player and pulled it all out and i kind of turned <laughs> away from them for for like 10 years <laughs> that's intense <laughs> yeah I, I guess that's what it was M- most people are taking it back to the that. shop like you know they fostered that um, us against them kind of mm. thing, and they were so doing what they wanted to do, which, you know, they continue to do, but it just at that moment, uh, I don't know. It was kind of that betrayal thing, and I know it's not, but that's how I felt. And yeah. That's maybe how a lot of people felt, but that's how I felt at the time. But then um, 
Then I got back into them uh, on um, uh, Death Magnetic. So, 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 what? Load, reload, trash to you? Or? Really, only her. I, I went back just because of listening to uh, um, uh, Metal Up Your Podcast. Oh, yeah. I went back and listened Clint, to Load Clint's and Reload. Favorite. Clint loves I, that record, so. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. and he does. And I thought I want to give it a chance, and I still haven't <laughs> given it a chance. I've really only listened to Load and Reload once. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> got, you gotta two, listen a bit more. A year ago. You got it. You got to listen a bit more. But I, I understand where you're coming from, and it's a you know interesting, not uncommon perspective. So going forward from there, though, huge fan again. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and trying to go back and getting more into the Black Album and all that. And the Black Album's a great album. It's just, uh, it's just got that, it got that, uh, that uh, betrayal thing for me, and I got to get over it. And I, and I will. I'm so jealous because you know you were saying that um, you know your history with the band goes back so far that you almost saw them in Hollywood in '85. Yeah, actually, I, it might have been '85. I think it was '84. Actually, it was wow. at the Palladium. I'm sure someone can check it, but I think it was '84. And uh, these these uh, two guys we knew, a, f- a friend of mine, and they were going out to see the Metallica show, and we said, "Ah, oh, yeah, they're kind of sell out. Nobody's ever heard of them. I mean, they were opening up for uh, Armored Saint." And, you know, which I remember a couple songs from, but, you know, they were, so I figured, you know, we'll get out there and they, they can't sell out. But of course, I guess I should have realized that, you know, this is kind of their, I think they were coming back kind of a hometown thing to LA and it sold out and we're out in the parking lot, um, talking with scalpers and trying to get in and, and, um, you know, nowadays I'd say, okay, I should have just spent the money. But back Mm. then I'm like, oh, I can't spend, you know, $35 for a ticket. You know, the tickets were like $10 back then. And, uh. So we didn't get in. But I remember hearing uh, Fight Fire with Fire. And I remember hearing the beginning of For Whom the Bell Tolls with mm. Cliff. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah Anesthesia just before the... Yeah, yeah, the, the set list. I've got it in front of me, actually. Crazy tour. This was March 10th, 85. And, oh, okay, so it was know, 85. Yeah, Fade to Black, Seek and Destroy, Whiplash finishes the main set, and then Creeping Death starts the encore. Yeah, they... Oh, my God. To see them then... That is, like uh, the, that is like the Beatles in the cavern or some shit. Uh, yeah, I heard, I've, I've read in a couple other books, that um, James and Lars told uh, Cliff that Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath were out was out in the crowd. Right. So he was all nervous about it and because uh, that was like his idol. Yeah. And then I also read that uh, James Hetfield did a, did a, a backflip into the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> I need to find if that's captured actually uh, on camera. I'm sure there's going to be some. Uh, some uh, I don't think it is. I think there's it's not... uh, it's it's um, audio. I mean, they even okay. put um, they even put uh, for whom the bell tolls out on. I think it was it, it came out just recently. They put it out from the Palladium. Okay. But like, yeah. yeah, it's hard to discern the backflip. But maybe if there's images of that, I would like to see that. But you know, today we're um, probably not on there. And you know, the history uh, as well with yourself and and the scene at that time. Like you mentioned, Iron Maiden before and Judas Priest. And I have to say, as I mentioned before, me getting into Kill 'Em or me getting into this sort of fresh stuff, I do like this music kind of for just what it is and how it is something in a in a genre. It's just heavy guitars and really kind of dangerous playing, exciting songs. And you know, uh, Dokken, I've been listen to quite a lot i mentioned him on the show before that was the first band i've ever seen i mm. saw Dawkins open for dio mm. george lynch is crazy i i do like Dokken, but i have to say because of metallica yeah they came out kind of against all the glam stuff i mean it was mm-hmm. it was a it was a conscious bam you know and it was a then it was an us against them it was here's the glam guys and here's the hardcore guys and that's that's how it was back then it was uh 
it wasn't so much like today as all these different musics to get into and genres and all that. It, I mean, it was like that, but it was a little bit more uh, people identified more with music than uh, they do nowadays. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like you see the, the fashions that I know you indulged in. <laughs> well, see, there were people with bandanas on their legs and all that stuff, and leather yeah. spikes and all that stuff. And I did live in Southern California, so there was plenty of that. Mm. But uh, but then that was the thing. Metallica said, "Hey, we're just we just wear on stage what we walk around in." You know, they weren't into the span. Actually, though, I guess James was in the very original. He did have a couple uh, spandex pants and all that, but he got out of it. So, uh, jump in the fire. Then, when was the first time you heard this? Uh, well, okay. After I got you know ride the lightning, I went out and I remember going to the record store and looking through, and there's Kill 'Em All. Turn the turn the album over, and there those the guys on the back just looking ugly as ever, just looking <laughs> so serious and mean, which yeah. was out of nowhere. But I mean, it was just that this kind of music was kind of out of nowhere for me. I mean, of course, Motorhead was a little bit was influential and all that, but. Uh, just the intensity of it and the aggressiveness of it and the seriousness of it. And, you know, they weren't singing about uh, girls and partying. It was it was Metallica. And there's no build-up here. It goes straight into the main riff, a riff that I actually love, a riff that obviously has Mustaine's fingerprints all yep. over it. It's a very spidery, addictive riff, right? Yes. I mean, they kind of just keep – I mean, and again, I've, I've told you I'm not, like, really a big musical sure. guy. You can talk to me about all that stuff. But they kind of—it's kind of repetitive in a way. But it's—it's a—it's a fun song. It's a great dance. I mean, you just really get into that, and then the mm. great chorus. There's so much classic stuff about it, but there's so much artistry about it as well. I think uh, Cliff, uh, Clint, sorry, Cliff, yeah, is excellent um, in as the bass oh, yeah, yeah. in early oh, yeah, on. You can totally hear the bass in there. Yeah, 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 and he's not just playing bass notes. It's McCartney-esque how he's sort of catching and releasing and working with the drums and the, the riff as well that i mentioned it's quite mercurial it'll shift it's not that repetitive and um it's so cool to me i don't know if you I, I guess you feel the same way that uh mustaine was such an architect early on with metallica and then went on to do his own great thing oh yeah 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 i i, I mean i megadeth's probably my um my third favorite of the big four i, mm. I like oh, really? the number third. two there okay who's who's second St- uh, Slayers too. Slayer, okay, yeah, yeah, makes yeah. Sense. I do. I'm. Uh, they've got some amazing albums. I mean, uh, they're you know, but uh, I couldn't. Uh, I mean, I don't mind Mustaine singing. Uh, I like a couple of the songs, but I never really got into Megadeth. But no. I, I appreciate his influence on Metallica. Yeah, huge influence. I mean, he pretty much brought this song. Uh, the original. Yeah, that was his song. Yeah, his original lyrics and content, which apparently I didn't realize this. Uh, dealt... They're right in front of me. Yeah, they They're dealt. Horrible. They dealt with sex. Um... <laughs> which I want to defend him in a way because that wasn't out of the blue back then. I mean, Scorpions, mm-hmm. AC/DC, Judas Priest even had plenty of songs with sexual references and all that, so it wasn't unheard of. But I think, uh, I don't know what the decision was made, but Metallica at some point said, okay, we're not doing any songs about girls or partying. That's that's the thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, they did keep one line from it. I, I'm looking at there's there's a job to be done, and I'm right. the one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Hetfield's lyrics said a bit of a departure, uh, revolving around people being damned to hell. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, like a devil down in hell saying... You know, you, you, it's almost like in a way I'm looking through it, it's like you are evil and this is where you need, this is where you're going to be and I'm yeah. going to take you down here. Yeah, 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 you exactly. Know? Kind of kind of uh, inviting you off the strayed path, uh, tempting you as a huckster. And it is just, 
it's classic, really. I mean, it's kind of cliche that it's about the devil and fire and brimstone and stuff, but it's so badass the way it works. Yeah, it yeah, operates course, yeah. so cleanly. Yep. Well, I'm just looking at the old lyrics, though. I mean, when he said, because I do, I have listened to the, uh, the uh, what, the power metal demo where mm. uh, James James sings these lyrics. Oh. You know, when they say, now I take off my pants. I mean, God, <laughs> it's just cringe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and James is vocal as well. It's so... There's something about the vocal tone on Kill 'Em All that's fascinating. It's so high pitched. Yeah. It's so in this weird harmonic vacuum, and you know, fire, like you know, the way it kind of yep. crackles and it has an effect. Jump in the fire, yeah, <laughs> and the backing vocals as well. Um, the way they come on Van Halen esque, they work very well uh, to complement. And the song is just that sort of Kill 'Em All mold, isn't it? It's just. Great riff after great riff. You know, the songs on this great album, riff after great riff. really, really original, I think. They were coming with a lot of predecessors, a lot of influence already, but they carved out a niche pretty much instantly in their own flavor. Yes, they, they put it all together so right. Mm. I mean, there was all kinds of things out there that were bands like this. They had a couple songs like this. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, punk, with especially with the Misfits. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, look and- at Metal Mania. Like, they stick out on that. Yeah, yeah, it's just, they just put it all together right. Yeah. And uh, we get a lot of Kirk uh, soloing. He does sort of an intro lick to lead yeah, us into the like, verse. There's almost like three solos in yeah. this song. Yeah, and it's, uh, it, the second one is kind of bluesy in nature, kind of more standard Kirky at times, double stops, long sort of derivative lines that are, that are okay, you know. But the problem is I'm watching a lot of Guffrey Govan recently. I don't know if you're aware of that guitar player, British guitar player. No. Yeah, he's a very accomplished, he does like G3 with Steve Vai and stuff like that. He's uh, with the Aristocrats, people might be aware of this instrumental trio. But yeah, very, very good guitar player. I've kind of been watching him all weekend, so sort of listen to this song. It was a little, but again, it's of its time, you know, it plays that. And the final solo. The final solo is yeah. amazing. Yeah, very cool. Uh, the sort of open note single string idea and the song ramps up. I love that bit. Yeah, I love just the fact that they said, hey, let's put in another amazing solo. Mm. You know, let's just, we're, they, they never did anything standard. They're craftsmen. They just go over every line. They just think about every part of their song. Yeah, they're they're professionals. Yeah, um, it kind of like hit the lights really, which just ends with a big solo. And that's kind of what you did back then. You didn't sort of construct these complex, like one like numbers. You just sort of, you know, had Kirk go wild there. And it, it, it does work. And uh, yeah, I do really dig this song. They got one part in the lyrics here is uh, living your life as me, I am you, you see. Hmm. I mean, you can't really hear the lyrics so much in no. the song as, as, as well as, you know, like in the later albums. But no. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's really difficult, actually, to hear the lyrics. Uh, and I defy anyone to listen to them and transcribe them <laughs> quite correctly. Like You kind of make up your own in your head. Yeah. Because you know, it yeah. right. it's kind of like you're being advised to this underworld. It kind of plays into the whole burbly nature of it. But yeah, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a really good track. And I know some people may be, I don't know, sort of derisive towards this stuff. They feel it's a little dated. But that's kind of why I like it as well. I think that yeah, informs it. it, you know, because it's just wonderful capsule. Oh, what is it? Um, okay, one thing I note on this song: um, what is it when you like kind of when they do the when they're going into the he's going into the sec- first the second solo and you can hear the strings like they're kind of wiping their fin- their nails yeah, on the strings. Yeah, he's, like, he's, 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 yeah, it's interesting what happens there. He's sort of just chugging behind before he gets into the main solo, but not really soloing. Yeah, he's kind of droning on the note. I noticed that as well. It's but they're in- doing like dun 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 dun. dun, 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 dun. You mm. know, you can hear the like yeah. it's almost like he's rubbing his finger on the string. 
Yeah. But it's and, interesting. I no, like it, it. no, it is. It is. And, you know, Hepfield as ever, or should I say, mistake the guitar parts are reliably interesting. Um, the verse that he sings over is great. It has this sort of dead string mute that I really like that just makes it a little bit more tenser, a little bit more energetic. Uh, the production of the guitars as sort of, you know, slightly thin, scooped as they are, uh, are still incredibly compelling. I love the the riff that they solo over, um, which comes in on the third solo as well. Is again, sort of a dirgy thing. It's not going to reinvent the wheel. It's not the most memorable Metallica riff ever. Ever, but uh, it gets the job done for the top layer. It's kind of an anthemic uh, chorus, you know, sunk like yeah. you're inviting the crowd to so come on, jump in the yeah. fire with us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It feels built for the stage, doesn't it, to a certain extent? Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because I did, I was just, I was kind of looking into stuff on YouTube just before this, and I saw a thing where they hadn't played this since 84, for 20 years after 84. Hmm. Like it was, I saw this thing where Lars, they were kind of relearning it, and Lars is talking about It's a very funny video, actually. But it's like from they last played it 84 and then for 20 years and then they played it again in 2004. So they apparently weren't that big into it. But uh, I think it was James and Kirk wanted to bring it back. Yeah. And uh, they did it at the Orion Festival, right, as well as Dahan. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, another cool version. There's, there's a, a few cool live versions online, actually. Uh, they played the Record Store Day. I think it was Yeah, I, I just watched that. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty good. That was good. That was pretty good, actually. And they tuned the song down, I don't know if you noticed, when they do it live. Uh, all I know is it sounded good. Like yeah, it. yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's in D standard as opposed to the sort of earlier uh, live performances of that. But yeah, 91 times it's been performed. It was first performed in Anaheim, uh, March 14th, 1982. Most recently in Berkeley, as I mentioned, Rasputin's. That was April 16th, 2016. Um, Jim, any, hmm. any any closing thoughts on Jump Into the Fire? Jump Into the Fire? So they, they haven't played it on, at all on, on this tour again? Hasn't been played on the, the worldwide jaunts, no. Alright, maybe they'll break it out pretty soon. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Um, on this, on the Jump of the Fire, uh, it's just it's a it's a good song. I like it. I mean, it's it's not not something that you just like like for Horsemen or anything, but it's a mm. I lo- I I think it's a great song off the album. Yeah, and that's all. As always, I reached out to the good people at Metallica Pod on Twitter, at Metallica Pod. So, yeah, um, just ask them what people thought of the songs. Pim Jickens says his least favorite on Kill 'em All, but wouldn't mind hearing it live again. Which, uh, yeah, we were just saying, would be awesome to see that uh, return to the set. Luke Sineji saying, cool song. I find Kill 'em All gets a bit samey, but this breaks it up. Monster Mash mm. Michael saying, super catchy stuff. One of the funnest tracks on the album. I think It's I definitely think, fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, as, as kind of most of, pretty much all of Kill 'em All is really enjoyable. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, Four Horsemen, I don't say it's fun. It's intense, it's heavy, oh, yeah. but... Yeah, but jump of the fire is kind of like they it's kind of a fun song yeah it's, it's kind of like, like let's lighten let's lighten the mood a little bit even though we're singing about hell and demons yeah let's lighten the, the the mood a little bit and then they you know go into anesthesia and then you know whiplash and yeah 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 hit the lights has a kind of a lot of fun about it, a lot of buoyancy sure um that i think yeah. it shares shares with this um joe haddock saying jumpy fiery mustaney i love it um, and finally, John saying, love the outro solo from Kirk. Love is playing on this album. Sure. So, uh, yeah, let us know in the comments what you think down below about the song Jump in the Fire. Um, get at me at MetallicaPod, MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to come on the show as well. Um, we shall close uh, with a few quick fire questions. I mean, you've seen the band live, right? Yeah, I saw them on the Death Magnetic Tour. That was my first time. And then I saw them in uh, Atlanta on the, the last, uh, was about last year. Yep. What, what, what was the better show? I saw them twice. I guess the last one because I got I went in general admission. The first one I was up in the seats, and this one I went right up near the you know not yeah. 
as close as I could get to the stage in a normal thing. And uh, just, you know, I had a great time. It was awesome. And, you know, got into the whole, uh, the, the uh, I can't remember the name, but the, the good, good, bad, and ugly song that comes in at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and you just chills come down your spine and then they come on with Hardwired. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was great. Yep. Yeah. And I'm kind of with you. I love Hardwired, but I like uh, Deathmatic a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hardwired's fine, but I, I just think compositionally Death Magnetic's a bit more interesting. I don't know. Um, Hardwired's a little flabby uh, for my taste. But um, what about your favorite... Um... I think I like Hardwired more than you do, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite Metallica album? Oh, my favorite album... I mean, kind of the one I listen to the most is actually Kill 'Em All. Right. I, I just always go back to that. But I, I got to say Master of Puppets. Yeah. It's just, you know, just insanely amazing. Yeah. I mean, I haven't compiled the official stats, but the analytics of the show, when I ask everyone yeah. the question at the end, pretty much always say Master of Puppets. So, um, yeah, not surprising. Incredible, incredible choice. What about favorite song of the band? Yep. That's kind of always changing. For a while, it was Battery. Uh, and I think now it might be blackened, but I'm mm. sure it could change. For whom the bell tolls is a close second. Oh my god! Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. They just have so many amazing songs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Those the blackened, yeah. I just love blackened. Oh, bl- yeah, yeah. Blackened is absolutely fantastic. Um, it had Ethan Luck actually of Metal at Your Podcast on to do blackened. So definitely check that episode out uh, from back in the day. But um, what about your um, favorite member of the band? Finally, well, my favorite member is Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> i think the whole is greater than the sum of its parts okay okay fair enough fair enough um what, what about doing a podcast on a band like you mentioned slayer before are there any bands you could you could do a show on <sighs> not not near as much where i know everything about it like metallica yeah. but actually two bands that i kind of got into later you know were mud honey from uh you know the whole grunge scene they were actually yeah. not a hugely known band but they're an amazing band their first yeah. couple albums are amazing stuff yeah, Mark Arnold. I love right? Mark Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Steve from, Turner. From, uh, from Green River with um, yep. St- Stone Gossard, which is a fucking great band, if anyone check those out. Um, really yep. cool band. But yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, Mudhoney. Who else? And there's uh, Fu Manchu. Okay. Who's, um, they have a rabid fan base, and they have a lot of great albums. They do. It's kind of a stoner rock, surf, California kind of sound. It's hard to mm. explain, but they're uh, they kind of started in the 90s. And they're still going pretty strong, but uh, yeah, that I think I could do. I could probably do a podcast on Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu, I've honestly never heard of them. They're 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 great. Okay. So yeah, look look them up. They're kind of not 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 like Cayuse. They're not like Cayuse, but they're in that genre. Mm. Okay, you've heard of Cayuse. I've heard. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah, uh, Josh yeah. Holm is uh, is a genius. Yeah, they've yeah. got one hundred seventy five thousand monthly listens on Spotify. So obviously they've got a giant fan base. So. Okay, that's cool. I will definitely check them out. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, yeah, I guess finally, Jim, w- w- any projects? Anything you'd like to share? You know? No, no, not really. Just, uh, yeah. just I just I these podcasts just because I was going to the sh- the late the Atlanta show and you know started getting into it. And it's it's funny that you guys were all starting up right around when I was getting into it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, been listening to them both, and uh, yeah, I love it. Good no, job, yeah. guys. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's really, it is really weird, actually. I've said this to um, definitely to Clint quite a lot that just this happened, hardwired happened. I guess it was that sort of thing that prompted us into action, perhaps. But yeah, it's been great to do the podcast along with those guys. And uh, Clint will be on soon for just a bullet away, which I think is like the next episode next two episodes or something like that so we are coming up to that but um yeah this has been great so again let us know in the comments down below 
what you think about the song. Next week, we're doing Junior Dad uh, with Tommy Trinkler, uh, who's returning to the show. And then with Clint, we're doing Just a Bullet Away. So we've got a fun two weeks coming up. Please subscribe. Check out the Patreon, iTunes. Uh, you know, leave us a comment down below, as always. Jim, this has been a pleasure. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Thank <laughs> you.